Next on BYU Sports Nation, ranked and ready. Will BYU be ranked in the AP Top 25 at any time during the season? If so, when? Which newcomer will have the biggest impact this season? We'll discuss. Plus, the top 10 reasons why BYU will end the streak against Utah after 10 years. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. What is good? Spencer Linton will be here momentarily. I am Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Welcome. It is great to have you. Can you believe it? Next week, we've got some football. I cannot wait. Uh, here's today's show lineup. Emmanuel Supa, the bearded wonder. Always jealous of that beard card. I didn't have one at BYU. He will join us. Uh, what impact he expects to have this season as a running back grad transfer from Rice? Plus, the top 10 reasons, as mentioned, the streak's going to end this year against Utah. Yeah, it's going to end. Let's go. Plus, David Nixon. Uh, BYU TV analyst on BYU and Utah coming up next week. Fall camp uh, wrapping up. Utah preparation beginning. Plus, he was at his brother-in-law's game last night, who happens to be Taysom Hill. What a night from Taysom Hill, which brings us to today's headlines. BYU football continues fall camp today. Media availability around 8.15 Eastern, 5.15 Pacific. The Cougars are starting to wrap or have wrapped preparation. Generally speaking, they will specify on Utah, although you better believe they've been thinking about Utah since last November. Taysom Hill had a day for the New Orleans Saints going 11 of 15, 136 passing yards, two touchdowns, 53 rushing yards on five carries as well as a special teams tackle. David Nixon will join us, as mentioned, in about 35 minutes. Holy cow, Taysom Hill was fantastic last night. Other Cougars also active active in preseason play. Corbin Kafusi had a tackle for the Saints, as mentioned. A pass deflection as well, trying to make that 53-man roster. Daniel Sorensen had three tackles in a 17-7 Chiefs loss to the Steelers. And Fred Warner and the Niners play the Broncos in the final Week 2 preseason matchup tonight, 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific. And Pro Football Focus has James Empey as an honorable mention preseason All-American. Empey started all 13 games last season and was a freshman All-American. With that in mind, rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Our first topic. Spencer, come on in, baby. Is Taysom Hill the most exciting backup in the NFL? That is the discussion we're going to have because last night, Taysom Hill did something fantastic. We've been waiting to see this, an opportunity that it is, for Taysom Hill. I feel like he got what we were hoping Jimmer Fredette would get, which is a little more run when it matters, but still the preseason, but he had a great showing. He had this in Green Bay as well, uh, and, and he was so good last night that people have started to discuss, wait, should he be the backup to Teddy Bridgewater? Teddy Bridgewater brought in last year to be the backup to Drew Brees, who is anticipated to be there for a couple of seasons, more, I would say. So is he the heir apparent? That question is being asked about Taysom Hill, who at this point is like more of a baseball utility infielder, outfielder, where you can put him wherever you want. Now he has this game last night, which flexed on what he did with the Packers. I thought he was good enough. And Spencer Linton now joining us. Is Taysom Hill the most exciting backup in the NFL? I think this is a fun question to ask. Yes, in a word, yes. And who are the other backup quarterbacks in the NFL? Do we even know I, any of their names? Yeah, I, I, yeah. Paxton Lynch for my Seahawks. Like, what? 
Teddy Bridgewater is technically the backup in New Orleans, but he was 5-for-12 yesterday. Did Taysom Hill outshine him enough, and has he outshined him enough in camp with these quarterback challenges and for the coaches that he now is kind of making Bridgewater a guy that's expendable for the Saints, and he's the backup? Well, I think after this season, perhaps, because right now Taysom Hill is cheap. He's making $645,000. I wish I was that cheap at BYU TV. <laughs> but Teddy Bridgewater is a guy that's played and started in the NFL, and so he deserves to be the backup at the moment. This was one exhibition game, so we need to calm down a little bit, but it's exciting because I think what we want from Taysom Hill is for him not to be a gadget guy over his career, but to have a legit opportunity to play in the league. He's been healthy, and when he's healthy, he's awesome. We've seen that from uh, Highland High in Pocatello, through BYU and now into the NFL. And uh, I don't, so I don't think he needs to be or the backup this year, but is he the most exciting backup in the NFL? Yes, because he can run down on special teams and make a tackle. He can block a punt. He can catch a pass. He can run. Absolutely. There's nobody like Taysom Hill in the entire league. He's just so versatile. And you bring it like he had more. He was talking with Michael Davis another former BYU Cougar of the Los Angeles Chargers of San Diego. And somebody joked on Twitter, hey, I had more tackles than you today. And he was thinking about Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill goes 11 for 15, throws for 150-plus yards, two touchdowns, fourth quarter comeback, and he's the team's leading rusher with over 50 yards rushing. Taysom Hill is the most exciting backup in the NFL because he is so versatile. Is this a dawning of... A new age for the NFL quarterback. We kind of no, saw it with Cam no, Newton. No one can do this like him. Kind of saw it with Lamar Jackson. We're kind of seeing it with Lamar Jackson. What, d- doing two things? Running and passing? Being, this, this happened a long time ago with Fran Tarkenton and Michael Vick and Steve. Young, you know what I mean? Like, they, no. There's no quarterbacks that get special teams punt blocks. He's, you could argue he's one of the most unique players in NFL history. But it isn't just us saying this, which brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. The nation is intrigued. Taysom Hill was the number one trending topic on Twitter during the Saints preseason game. It's crazy. Are you kidding me? That's wild. And I always have this theory, right? So a quarterback, if a quarterback does something that the other players do, we all freak out. Like when a quarterback blocks, you're like, wow, he blocked like everyone else should. For some reason, that's just so wild that we give it a lot of attention. Taysom Hill is doing more than just blocking. He's doing just about everything. He, they could seriously put him at uh, linebacker, and I yeah. think he'd have 12 tackles. Well, and the against. question that Taysom Hill has been facing for a long time is, well, are you an NFL passer? Like, are you good enough with your arm to be able to go through progressions? And he went through this elaborate explanation yesterday of how his first touchdown pass was not his primary read and how he made two initial reads at the line and how things are changing for him and how Drew Brees has helped him do that. And so this is kind of a fun trend to watch Taysom Hill develop as a passer and Steve Young yesterday said I'll absolutely take the comparison with Taysom Hill I will own it I hope to be like Taysom Hill he said jokingly yeah. but that's pretty high praise from uh you know another great BYU quarterback yeah and you hope that the I I feel like some of the low volume for Taysom Hill has helped him continue to stay healthy I'm wondering if like he's the guy and there's 16 games like hopefully he can be in that yeah. position right yeah Topic two, the AP preseason poll was released moments ago. Shockingly, BYU wasn't in it. Washington is the highest-ranked opponent at 13. Utah comes in for the opener at 14. Let's go. But regarding BYU, true or false, the Cougars will be ranked at some point in the AP poll this season. I want to say true so much. 
but I think it's false. I think BYU at times will flirt with the top 25, especially if they get on a roll. They get on a roll late in the season, and they can rattle off some wins against Boise State and Utah State. That'd be nice. Win five or six in a row. Then they will, again, be close to cracking into the top 25. What it's going to take is BYU is going to have to go three and one in the first four or go, in my opinion, go two and oh, Jerem. Like they're going to have to beat Utah and then they're going to have to beat Tennessee. Then they would be ranked. And if not that, then a combination of three wins in the first four and then they would be ranked. After that, maybe like seven and two. I could BYU could go two and two and then win the next five. Then maybe they're creeping in at like number 25. It's going to take something significant for sure. The answer is true. At two and zero. Wow! When BYU starts two and zero, yeah. Hey, I love the optimism. They will be ranked, but if they don't, they won't. Right? (laughs) Um, But now we can just take that soundbite, right? Yeah. Like after the before the Wisconsin game, remember I said BYU will beat Wisconsin, just so we had that on the record. Uh Anyway, Uh the first four are hard enough to hope that BYU goes five hundred. Then BYU's playing catch up to get in a poll, right? If BYU starts two and zero, they will be ranked like eighteenth, right? Those would be two really, really good wins. Um, but you're right. The Cougars will have to play catch up. Seven and two, eight and two, nine and three, whatever. At the end of the regular season certainly would uh, put BYU in position to potentially be ranked. Eight and two, you're you, you're ranked. I yes, think, with this yes. schedule. Mm-hmm. Seven and two, probably. Nine and uh, nine and two, definitely. Nine and three, probably as well. Hopefully BYU's ranked beyond. Hopefully BYU's ranked at all. And hopefully they're ranked after September because this is a thing that BYU has not done. What did we figure out? BYU has been ranked once. In October in Independence? It's crazy. And it was in 2014. Yeah. Uh, BYU finishes in the AP poll in the top 25 in 2011. So you could say, I guess, two weeks. It just BYU's been good at the good starts. I, I don't know that this is the year for that. Maybe it is. Maybe BYU beats Utah and then beats Tennessee and then then it's it's going. Like, and, it's happening and Zach Wilson for Heisman and the blue goggles are on. Like, that would be the ideal start. I mean, how many of us thought BYU would be ranked after week three last year at Two and one. Right. But I look at that schedule and I go, Arizona, Cal, McNeese State, Wisconsin. And Wisconsin, right? We were hoping for two and two. Khalil Tate stinks. Cal was three points better than BYU. Uh, and then McNeese and Wisconsin ended up being an eight-win team, but that was an amazing win. That one, I was like, okay, three and one was possible. This one, it's like, is is I beating Utah and Washington would be incredible for BYU. I could see BYU beating Tennessee and or USC. Like these are teams on on the on the down low right now that are trying to figure some things out. Clay Helton's on the hot seat. And oh, and his Jeremy athletic Pruitt's. director didn't help him out by saying, "Hey, it's win a Pac-12 championship or bust." Yeah, who happens to be Lynn Swan, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I I could see two wins there. It's just what two wins you want, right? I'll take any combination of two wins. Trust me, I would love for it to be Utah. That that would be an incredible win. Beating number 14 in the season opener, fantastic. Will BYU be ranked at any point? Oh, 2-0 would be incredible. But Smells good. How about BYU finishes in the top 25, and that would more, take a 9-3 regular season? 9-3. At least. Ugh. Like, there's a chance BYU's not maybe in that Okay. Have a chance at 10 wins if you win the bowl game, and then you finish a season rank oh. for the first time in the AP poll since 2009, Ugh. which yeah. also happens to be the last year BYU beat Utah. 2009. It's, it's been a decade. But by the way, uh, again, if you missed it, coming up, we're going to tell you the 10 reasons why the streak's going to end. <laughs> 10 days out yeah. in BYU-Utah. Yeah. <laughs> 
The streak will end after 10 years. It's going to end. On to topic three. Perhaps a newcomer helps BYU in that specific effort of ending the streak against Utah. Which newcomer will make the biggest impact on this BYU football team overall, Jerem? I think Tyson Williams is the guy. BYU brought him in as a hired gun to be a great running back with this group. I think he's got good experience. He's been banged up a little bit, hasn't played as much as he's wanted. That's why he's seeking a third FBS team. He was at North Carolina, then two years at South Carolina. But what have we seen from him over that time? 4.7 yards per carry. Remember, that's two seasons in the SEC of 4.7. 856 yards at two different schools. Five touchdowns, injured a bit. I wish that number was a little higher. But last year, this is intriguing to me. Nine catches for 152 yards. He averaged 17 yards a catch. Whoa. He had a couple explosive moments as a receiver. I think coupled with Lopini Katoa, and then you have Emmanuel Supa, who we'll hear from later as well, I think that's a nice trio of running backs. And we like the BYU offensive line. I think it's Tyson Williams. He didn't come in here to kind of ease into this. He came in here to be uh, the flash right away. Tyson Williams is the correct answer. I'm interested to see how much run – no pun intended, he gets against Utah in game number one. I think yep. he will be a significant contributor as the season progresses just because he's at a disadvantage that he hasn't been around the offense as long as Lopini Katoa. So Jeff Grimes, I believe, will rely on experience. Lopini will be the starter. But this is going to be a two-headed monster, and Tyson Williams' role will increase as we progress through the games. And who knows? Maybe he finds a nice little mojo against Utah and Tennessee you can't tell me that he's not the guy that's like, I can't wait to go back to SEC country yeah. and absolutely crush it in Neyland Stadium. Other guys to keep uh, in mind. Uh, I would say Emmanuel Supa is one of them. Chaz Ayu back from a mission, playing behind Zane Anderson at linebacker. Uh, Keanu Hill, six foot four receiver from Texas we've talked about. A little banged up in fall camp a little bit, but uh, hopefully he's ready to go when the season starts in there. Uh, George Udo, uh, JC transfer. Uh, in the secondary that perhaps will start to make a contribution quickly. I think he's one of those guys. Harris Lachance on the offensive line. Yeah, and he's a guy that that doesn't get a ton of talk. Like, if he starts on the offensive line and we think the offensive line is the best position group for BYU, then, yeah, it might be Harris Lachance that has the biggest impact. Whoever the middle linebacker is, they're going to play a heck of a lot more than they did before, right? So Jackson Kafusi, Keenan Peely, Peyton Wilgar, right? One of the – Kavik Fonua back from injury. So those are some of the names. Uh, Hopefully others emerge, right? Hopefully the third string tight end, whoever that is, is a guy that can kind of do what Dallin Holker did. Is it Carter Wheat? Did you say Wheat? Wheat. Why are you saying Wheat that way? Whiskey! (laughs) Hot Rod, one of my favorite movies. Our question of the day, back to the rankings. The AP poll means we're really close to college football because it returns on Saturday for one. Yeah, there's a game. There's a game on yeah. Saturday. Was it Arizona, Hawaii, or something? Can't remember. And then Florida is playing. Is it Miami? Like there's there are a load of fantastic college football games early in the season. Yeah, my, yes. This Saturday, Miami at Florida. Outstanding. Ah! Outstanding. Our question of the day: Will BYU be ranked at any time in the AP poll this season? If so, when? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation. On BYU Sports Nation. At the Casual Hippie answers on Twitter. If BYU beats Utah and Tennessee, they will be ranked. Just beating Utah would move BYU to others receiving votes. Yeah. Sure. If you beat the 14th ranked team in the country, 
who was projected to win the Pac-12. They're the preseason Rose Bowl champions. <laughs> You're going to get some votes yeah, from sure. people yeah. in the AP. Yeah, it, it starts and hopefully doesn't end with the first game. It really does. Uh, on Instagram from nameless person. <laughs> A win over Utah and Tennessee would place BYU in the AP Top 25 right away. Otherwise, the only other way to be ranked would be to win out if they lose to either Utah and Tennessee. Disagree. I think you can get into, if you're a one-loss BYU team and you get into October and you're, if you're three and one. Three and one, you're in. If you're three and one, you're in. Three and one, you're in. With that schedule? Have you, I'm the schedule guy. With that schedule, BYU's ranked. Come yes. on. Not a two and two. No five hundred team gets no. But if you win ranked beyond one and one, four right. games in a row after you start the first four two and two, and you're six and two, then again you start to you're you're right there. Right if there. Not there. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Clyde Livingston answers on Twitter. Between now and noon Eastern today, they are ranked the same as the next national champion. So that was before the show. We're sixteen minutes in, so that's done. After twelve oh one Eastern time, who cares? Let's just support BYU all season long. Yes, I think we will do that. Don't don't you worry. Yes, as an independent, I don't know how many times I've talked about this. If you want relevance, if you want relevance as an independent football team, it is the ranking. It is the ranking. Win. <laughs> Coming up, the top ten reasons why BYU will end the streak against Utah this year. And David Nixon, fresh off watching his brother-in-law, Taysom Hill, absolutely decimate the Chargers in the second half, is going to join us and tell us what the atmosphere was like. This is BYU Sports Nation. Welcome. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Hey, welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. You're watching on BYU TV. Look at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, which will be Uh full of people in under two weeks as BYU opens the season against number 14, Utah. We can say that now because Mm -hmm. the AP poll is released. BYU will also host number 13, Washington, in week number four. Two top 15 teams. Coming to Provo. In Provo. We'll see if they're... You know, Washington's still in the top 15. Maybe they're in the top 10. Who knows? When was the last time? We needed to put our collective research heads together after the show and figure out the last time BYU hosted two top 15 teams in the same season. I'm, I'm having a tough time 15. recalling this. Two wow. top 15 ranked teams in the same season. Yeah. Yeah. 2012, Oregon State came to town. Number 10. But, but was there another team at home on the schedule? Utah State became... <laughs> Number 16 later. Yeah. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline, as promised, former BYU and NFL linebacker David Nixon. He had 43 tackles for loss in the Mountain West, Jerem. Excellent. David Nixon, welcome back to the program. Hey, what's going on, fellas? Uh, we're good, man. Uh, and as much as I'd like to continue talking about how awesome you were as a BYU football player, let's talk about what Taysom Hill did yesterday. You watched him play, and orchestrate the comeback against the Chargers. I know it was a preseason game, but two second-half touchdowns. The Saints beat the Chargers. What was the atmosphere like watching your brother-in-law, Taysom Hill, do that for the New Orleans Saints? It was a little nerve-wracking. I was sitting with his wife, my sister, uh, and she uh, she gets very nervous for those games as well, um, especially when he goes in. But, uh, you know, the, the whole statement, like you said, it's a preseason game, right? And so there's not a lot of emotion in those preseason games. And then you throw on the fact that the Chargers – you know, we're still trying to find their identity here in L.A. Frankly, there were more Saints fans there than L.A. Charter fans, no <laughs> lie. In fact, 
in, in fact, mid-game, they started doing the Houdat chant, and it took over the whole stadium. <laughs> uh, and, and, if, and when they were playing defense there in the second half, trying to get the ball back for Taysom, they started chanting defense, and it drowned out the stadium as well. It was, pre- it was pretty amazing. But with all that being said, it was uh, man, it was fun to watch. You know, it was, it was a pretty flat game for um, for the Saints up until Taysom came in there really in the second half. Of course, he took the last drive there in the first half, um, and, and they just kind of kept it conservative. But came in that second half and provide that spark. And it's funny after we, you know, after the game, we talked with him, and he said he's like, I, I knew I had to provide something. I had to provide ten, some type of spark. And so there was a there was a play there where he had a read option, and he said, listen, I'm, he, he told us he's like, I just kept it. He's like, I knew I had to keep it. I knew I had to create something uh, to get a spark for our team. And sure enough, he got that big game where he stiff armed the player and um, kind of started riding that momentum for the rest of the game. So. It was fun to watch. It was uh, it was typical Taysom, and it was fun to watch it at the NFL level because you had guys that, once again, defenders taking wrong angles, thinking they can beat him to the sideline, and he, he gets around the corner and uses that 4-4 speed and, and trots down the sideline. So uh, it's fun to watch him on the run and, of course, passing. I mean, he had a, what a day passing. He was you know 11 to 15 for 136 yards. And what I liked most about it was how he managed the game and, and the throws he made. I mean, there was one where it was a deep dig, uh, where he kind of rolled out to his uh, left a little bit, and a deep dig across the middle, put it over the backer, right between him, backer and the safety for a perfect uh, like 15, 20-yard pass for a nice completion. And uh, it just shows you kind of the, how Taysom's evolved as a passer as well. So just a great game all around, exciting to watch. Is this Taysom Hill at the peak of his powers, David? Is this the best version of Taysom Hill we've seen yet? You know, I, I, yeah, I think so. I, th- I think this he's starting to evolve into a true quarterback. I mean, we've talked about this in the past, right? At BYU, every single offseason, this is a guy who is nursing some type of injury. He was trying to rehab to get himself back in playing shape. He didn't get a chance to evolve as a quarterback. He wasn't doing things like Zach Wilson going down to passing camps and working with pro quarterbacks, uh, although he would have if he could have. But instead, he was trying to get himself healthy from a, from one of his season-ending injuries. And so – um, it was a guy that never really got to refine and work on his craft until now in the NFL where he stayed healthy, uh, knock on wood, and he's been able to, during the offseason, work at, work on his skills as a quarterback and work with other quarterbacks. Him and Drew Brees are really tight, so they, uh, they spend a lot of time in the offseason working together. And so, um, you know, finally he, he, he's able to work on it, and we're seeing it pay off. We're seeing it pay dividends. He's, he's playing at a high level right now, and um, it's honestly it's a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, yesterday was a blast. David Nixon with us on BYU Sports Nation discussing Taysom Hill and his future now with the New Orleans Saints. He's not making a ton of money, David. In fact, Jaron pointed out $645,000 this season. Then he's a restricted free agent next season. But he's clearly happy working with Drew Brees and being with Sean Payton and the New Orleans Saints. So in your best opinion, what's going to happen with Taysom Hill as he moves forward with the New Orleans Saints? Well, they, they love him there. I know that. I mean, you look at the interviews yesterday after the game with Sean Payton, and you can see that when he talks about Taysom, he kind of he, he kind of just gets a smirk on his face. Don't and, we uh, all, David? Kind of lights up a little bit. You know, you know what's funny? Yes, we do because we're all BYU fans. But I'm talking people around the entire New Orleans Saints organization and around the NFL. You can tell they light up as well. And it, I posted a picture on Twitter about uh, walking around the stadium about one guy wearing a Taysom Hill jersey, and he wasn't the only one. There were multiple guys wearing the Taysom Hill jersey uh, around the stadium, and the people behind us, three rows behind us, when, when Taysom came in, uh, they were chanting Taysom's name. I mean, it's just it's, – it's, I, I turn to my sister, and I go, man, this is just crazy to see, you know, a guy that was undrafted, went to Green Bay, they cut him, 
you know, we weren't sure what was going to happen. Next thing you know, he's picked up off waivers by the Saints and then to turn into a household name in New Orleans to where he's one of four jerseys in the one – of, one of the four offensive jerseys in the pro shop at the stadium that's being sold. <laughs> it's him, it's Taysom, it's Taysom, Drew Brees, Alvin Kamara, and Michael Thomas are the four, <laughs> four jerseys that are being sold. It's just – we were just laughing about yesterday just has gone, you know, full circle where you weren't sure what – how this whole route was going to turn out for Taysom, and, and now you see him – as like I said, a household name and uh, doing super well, and uh, man, it's, it's just it's been fun to watch it all come about. Now, what's interesting here is Teddy Bridgewater is the backup. He's a guy that's been proven as a starter. Right now, he's behind Drew Brees. Drew Brees probably has a couple more years left in him. It would seem right. Um, it's an interesting situation with Taysom Hill because they're not using him as a quarterback. But last night, perhaps, was what happened with the Packers, which is that another team sees it and maybe wants him in the future? Or do the Saints, uh, you know, let go of Teddy Bridgewater next year and then Taysom Mill, you're the backup slash utility guy. What do you think? I mean, listen, that's what this preseason is all about. I mean, that, that's why you see Drew Brees is not playing. He didn't play a snap yesterday. He didn't play a snap the week before uh, because it's to get these guys reps in the offense and to take a good look at him. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater is not going anywhere. They pay him seven, they're paying $7.2 million this year. So he's, he's, he's got a firm spot on the roster. But moving forward, yeah, who is the successor to Drew? Because you're right, he has probably one to two years left. Um, and, and that's why these reps are so crucial, and that's why you've got to take advantage of them. That's what the NFL is all about. You get those opportunities, you've got to take advantage of them. So uh, who knows what, what, you know, what they're thinking as far as long-term. I, I think a lot of it will be dictated at the end of this year. You know, Taysom's a restricted free agent, like you said. He's in a contract year right now. And so we'll see uh, if the Saints are willing to pony up and pay for him or if there's another team that's going to come along and pay him more and the Saints don't want to match it. So... Um, you know, that's why it's even more crucial that every opportunity Taysom gets, he takes advantage of it because he's in that contract year where, where he's looking to get paid. So um, yesterday definitely helped his cause. Former NFL and BYU linebacker David Nixon with us on BYU Sports Nation. Watch Taysom Hill in person take care of the Los Angeles Chargers of San Diego yesterday. Uh, David, when you look at Taysom as a potential starting quarterback – is it going to happen at some point? Will he start as a quarterback somewhere at some time in the NFL in a regular season game? Yes, I, I think he does. And I don't know if that necessarily comes to him being a starter week one, but uh, I'm confident that at some point in his career, whether he's a backup for the next few years and, and they get into week 16, 17, and you know, they've made the playoffs and they rest their starting quarterback, be it Drew Brees or somebody else, they throw him in as a starter, but I, yes, I, I think he will be a starter uh, in at least one game of his NFL career. Uh, because mainly because I, th- I think you look at him the way he commands that offense, <clears throat> and Sean Payton mentioned that as well yesterday when he came in, the way he's able to handle the entire offense, get guys in the right place, he understands the playbook. I mean, he's just very comfortable when he's back there, um, and, and I think you know coaches look at that and they have confidence in him that he can go out there and deliver, um, and that he's not going to go out there and screw up, and so. Uh, yeah, I, I think at some point he will start a game. No question. He's making six forty-five this year. Did you ever make more than six forty-five? I could only find six fifteen with the Panthers the one year with you. <laughs> you know what's crazy? NFL. So I think the rookie minimum my rookie year was like three ninety-five, four hundred. So just goes to show you, every year the rookie minimum goes up and up and up. And uh, you know, fast forward what ten years later. Um, shoot, not even that. Yeah, like eight eight years later, and it's already up to six forty five. I mean, rookies in a few years will be making seven seven fifty plus their first year. I mean, 
Yeah. Well, I guess this is, it takes a third year, so it goes up every year that you're in the league. But even then, it's, yeah, it's crazy how it continues to go up. But good for them. I mean, the big contracts being signed. In fact, I, we were uh, – we were leaving the family area after the game went down to say hi to him and chat and we're leaving the area. I saw Mike Thomas there and, uh, I turned to my, my father-in-law who's there with me. I said, man, that's what a hundred million dollars looks like right there. That's uh, a <laughs> fresh contract, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fresh, fresh contract. That's, that's a good life right there, but, uh, good for them. They deserve it. David Nixon currently working on his, uh, contract negotiations yeah. to get to a hundred million with, at some point with Jimmy Balderson. Exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> No, but I'm 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 more uh, I'm more playing on BYU TV to pony up this year for the hundred <laughs> yeah, million. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if we get into a power five, we can chat, right? Uh, Taysom <laughs> Taysom turns twenty nine in four days. What are you getting him for his birthday? Uh, a nice text message that says happy birthday, probably. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, I'll give him the same thing he got me for my birthday. How about that? Yeah, nothing. Yeah, nice. Nothing. nothing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, David, let's finish with this. We are 10 days out from BYU and Utah. It's been 10 years since BYU beat Utah. We are about to list the 10 reasons we believe BYU will end the streak against Utah. What are some of your reasons that you believe BYU could do it this year? I'll I'll state my biggest reason, and I think it's because you've seen the AP poll come out, um, or at least it's coming out this morning. I haven't officially seen it, but I saw there were news news about it coming out. It's out. It's officially out. I mean, what did Utah come in at? Number 14. 14. Number 14. So that leads me to my point. I think all of the pressure is on Utah. I mean, when you're ranked top 15 in the country, um, it, they've had high expectations coming off the type of season they had last year. Uh, I think all the pressure's on them. And, and I remember back in my 08 season, we started off 6-0 and undefeated. Um, we were ranked as high as, I think, top 10 or 15 in the, in the polls. And you feel that pressure. It's real pressure. As you're walking around campus, people are talking, and, you know, you, you open up Twitter, whatever it may be, and, and there it is flashing at you, you know, your ranking. There's real pressure there. And so I think there's a game where everyone expects Utah to come in and beat BYU. And when you're BYU, you can play loose. And, you, I mean, everyone's expecting to lose anyway. So why not go out there and, and shock the world and uh, play loose and, and play with some confidence and, and, and try to steal a game? Add on top of the fact that it's a robbery. But uh, I, think, I think the pressure – as one thing that's real that Utah have to deal with. And I think maybe BYU can use that to their advantage and, and see if they can't uh, steal this game. I mean, it's exciting. We're, uh, the countdown's officially on, right? I mean, as of this Thursday, we're officially one week away. The Let's countdown go. is on. What are you, we've been doing this since December. What are you talking about? <laughs> just, yeah, that's my point. We're, we're, we're tomorrow, we're what, single digits? I mean, finally yeah. we can actually talk about it until now. <laughs> it's, it's hard, you know, trying to count down from – 300 days or whatever yeah, we talked about. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> <laughs> David, it's great to catch up with you, man. We appreciate the time. Uh, glad you enjoyed your trip and uh, time with family as you watch Taysom do his job. Yeah, fun times, guys. Talk to him. All righty. David Nixon on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why. We show how. Of course, you can catch uh, David Nixon on After Further Review on the BYU TV app tomorrow night. Because Eastern. it's back. Because college football is back. Because sports. Yes. Coming up. Where's Utah ranked in the AP preseason poll if you didn't hear us say it two minutes ago? And it's been 10 years since BYU beat Utah. We're going to list the top 10 reasons why BYU will end the streak. Going down. This is BYU Sports Nation.
Breakdown Cougar football with Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler, David Nixon, and Brian Logan. Tomorrow on After Further Review, 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific on the BYU TV app with a re-air on BYU TV Wednesday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 Pacific. We are rolling. Just talked to David Nixon. He watched Taysom Hill play in that uh, comeback effort against the Los Angeles Chargers yesterday. Two second-half touchdown drives to lead the comeback for the Saints what is the future for Taysom Mill? If you missed that conversation, download the podcast. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU football rolling along with fall camp. Media availability tonight at approximately 8.15 p.m. Eastern, 5.15 Pacific on the BYU TV Sports Facebook page. Interviews, reaction as we near BYU's kickoff opener against Utah. By the way, no availability for the media to watch practice now that they're tuning up for Utah specifically. Lock, lock it, it down. Lock it down. Lock Utes it down. Next week, let's go. Taysom Hill had a day for the New Orleans Saints going 11 for 15, 136 passing yards, two touchdowns, 53 rushing yards on five carries, as well as a special teams tackle and a partridge in a pear tree. <laughs> David Nixon was at the game. We chatted with him yesterday. Great stuff from Taysom Hill. Hopefully that leads to more time at quarterback this year. Yeah, there are four offensive jerseys for sale. That's hilarious. In the Saints NFL shop. <laughs> Three of them are like all pro players. Yeah, there's and then Taysom, Taysom Hill. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Some other former Cougars also active in NFL preseason action this weekend, including Taysom Hill's New Orleans Saints teammate, Corbin Kafusi, who had one tackle and a pass deflection. Or if you're the announcer, it's Corbin Kalfusi. Daniel Sorensen had three total tackles in a 17-7 Chiefs loss to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Fred Warner and the 49ers faced the Denver Broncos in Monday Night Football. Week 2 preseason matchup tonight at 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific on the worldwide leader ESPN. And Pro Football Focus has centered James Empey as an honorable mention preseason All-American. Empey started all 13 games last year, was a freshman All-American, which Eric Mateos gives no credence to. The countdown <laughs> hits a notable number today. Let's go. Countdown to the youths. Ten days away. A perfect ten days away from BYU and Utah. Wow. It is Mitch Matthews Day. Yes, it is. Remember what he did against Nebraska in a season uh, that opener? That was an elite play. In a season play. opener. Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. All right, so we were talking this morning. Ten days away been 10 years since BYU beat Utah, so we're going to list the top 10 reasons why BYU will end the streak against Utah, presented by Delta Airlines. Keep climbing. All right, Jerem, start us off at number 10. BYU will finally defend Lavelle Edwards Stadium properly. It's time, right? BYU has not been good at home under Kalani Satake. I feel like this is game show music. Something can be more intense, like <laughs> like with purpose. Okay, we, maybe we can switch we it up. We maybe anything? we can switch it up. Okay. Uh, yeah, BYU stunk at home the last two years, five and seven. Come on, let's go. It's Defend. time. It's time oh, to we're defend. Out. Nice. That means they think they have something. Oh, okay. All right, we'll listen. We're we'll bring keep on going. the dramatic music. Oh, number nine. Oh, we don't have anything. Number nine. BYU has never lost an August home opener. 7-0 oh. oh, all oh. time. Yeah, let's keep that going. And they have four wins in those seven games against Power 5 teams. Well, 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 Texas A&M. Washington State, I believe, was the most recent at home in 2012. Oh, home openers against 
uh, top 15 teams. 96, Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. 2013, Texas. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Number mm-hmm. eight, Utah's kicking game is suspect. Okay, punter Ben Lennon from Australia, okay, trying to be the net, next Mitch Wisnowski. Mm-hmm. Uh, the kicker, Andrew Strau from UCLA, grad transfer, okay, because Chaden Johnston quit. Jane Redding's a walk-on. He was the backup in the spring. The kicking game is not the same for Utah. Meanwhile, BYU has Jake Oldroyd, who they hope is both uh, a really good kicker and punter. We'll see if Skyler Southam pushes there, Danny Jones and whatnot. Field position battle. Make field goals. Like, this has been such an advantage for Utah, not just against BYU, but against every team they play. They have crushed it. They have had an elite kicking game for what feels like 15 years. Yeah, it feels like that. It's not that, but it feels like that. I mean, going all the way back to Louis (laughs) Sakota in 2005 and 2006. They've had good kickers, but not necessarily the punter. Yeah, it's been it's uh, it's been a long time. Yeah, great punters and kickers. True, and one returners. Point, at one point, Eric Weddle was punting. So yeah, I mean, if that guy could punt, then. <laughs> number seven, balance needs to be restored. Oh, and now we're talking. Yes, the now we're going is here. Balance must be restored yeah. to the rivalry. And guess what? BYU might just have balance on offense, Jared. Yeah, and in the overall. Series, right, and in the passing running game. I think BYU's got quality O-line, good running backs, uh, good quarterback. Number six, Britton Covey's not 100%. That's Utah's leading receiver. He tore his, what, ACL and meniscus in the Pac-12 title game, missed the bowl game. He's not a hundy. I'd be shocked if he's, like, playing and super effective in this game. But he's a gamer. Like, who knows? Number five, BYU's offensive line we think might be the best position group they have and believe they can hang with Utah's elite defensive line. I'm interested to see that matchup. I know Hans Olsen, uh, Salt Lake radio personality, feels like this is going to be the matchup in the game. Utah's D-line's really good. you got multiple All-American candidates in there. BYU has a freshman All-American, a couple of them, but do they have actual All-Americans beyond the freshman year, right? Okay, number, where are we at? Four. Zach Moss has a broken hand. Like, what? Utah wants to act like this isn't a thing. It's out there. We all know it. He's got a broken hand. He's in a cast. He's not the same. Okay? We're, and it's, what, the right hand, I think? Is he right-handed? Is he going to tote the rock in that hand? Utah knows Zach Wilson's shoulder. Both of them are jacked, surgically repaired in one of them. You already know Zach Moss. Had, it's football. It's an injury. What? impact will that have on the game? Will it limit his ability to carry the load? You would I, think, I don't right? think it will affect him a ton, but it's a storyline. Yeah, it's a storyline. Definitely. Number three, BYU has unfinished business after last year. Yeah. If you remember, BYU led by 20 points late in the third quarter. And Utah <sighs> I forgot about that. provided so, that no, rivalry no, I've, moment I've thought about it every day since. with a crazy comeback win in Salt Lake City, 35-27. Yeah, Unfinished business. Number two, BYU has its best quarterback since Taysom Hill. Mm-hmm. I, I think Zach Wilson is going to be the truth. How quickly will he be the truth against quality opponents? I think Zach Wilson is going to be awesome. BYU is in its best position to have that QB win the game. And our number one reason BYU will end the streak against Utah after 10 years is because, Jerem, it's too perfect. It's too perfect. They are the preseason Pac-12 favorites, the preseason Rose Bowl champions. Yogi Roth went on Jim Rome the other day and said Utah has a legit shot to get to the college football playoff. Okay. It's too perfect. Of all the years for BYU to beat Utah, it would be this year. This is the one. In Provo, 
end the streak when they have no business being on the field with that elite Pac-12 team. This would be too perfect. Too perfect. It'd be too perfect. Almost poetic, really. Yeah. And like I mentioned, top 15 teams in the home opener, he's been there, done that. Those are the top 10 reasons. <laughs> Will and the streak. And thank you for changing the music. I think we found the, yes, intensity, we found the intensity that we were seeking. Thank you. Yeah, just crank up that. All the way into break. Here we go. Coming up, the latest from the men's basketball team in Italy. And Emmanuel Supa, the other running back transfer. What kind of impact does he hope to have against Utah and the rest of the BYU opponents? This is BYU Sports Nation. Yes, it is. <laughs> this segment of BYU Sports Nation, presented by Delta Airlines. Keep climbing. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU football practice 15 is this afternoon. We'll have post-practice interviews after and a recap on the BYU TV Sports Facebook page tonight around 8.15 Eastern, 5.15 Pacific. Live from Studio B, I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. It's now time we go to Jason Shepard, who spoke recently with Emmanuel Supa, the other running back transfer, and how he impacts the team this season. One-on-one BYU Sports Nation All-Access, Jason Shepard with Emmanuel Supa. All right, Emmanuel. Week three of camp. At this point, do things start to slow down, start to drag a little bit? Or how are you guys doing with that? So yeah, you know it, it does. You know, get a little. You know, you're doing the same thing every day. It starts to slow down, drag. But um, coach is doing a great job of like switching things up in practice, giving us different situations, and uh, you know, just doing different things and activities every day uh, to keep this alive and uh, not make it like monotonous. You know, so it's been going well. Things uh, were really mixed up today because the coaches kind of took a step back, and this was a practice completely run by the players. You guys picked the drills you wanted to run. I mean, you guys ran everything. What? Uh, first of all, how much fun is that when you guys get to be in charge of stuff like that? It's a lot of fun, but, you know, it's also a lot of responsibility. You know, you don't want to have too much fun with it, but, I mean, it was great. You know, I felt like today we didn't miss a, a beat without the coaches, you know, uh, We've had, you know, three weeks of straight just coaching, everybody drilling, um, a whole bunch of different coaching points in our heads. So when we finally got out here, you know, without the coaches, it was pretty it was pretty smooth. You know, we let the leaders step up and say, hey, uh, you do this here, you do that there. So uh, all in all, it was, a, it was a pretty smooth practice. I loved it. Well, now we know how early the coaches have to be here in order to get the game plan. Did you guys have to get here at like 5 or 6 in the morning to make the game plan ready to go? No, it was something yesterday we uh, – we were notified yesterday by Coach uh, Sataki, and from there we just started building. So it was just uh, like 24 hours. Coach Sataki had mentioned that, that you guys actually had some of the coaches going through some drills. Now I've got to imagine that's pretty. that's got to be a pretty powerful move to be able to put your coaches through some uh, some drills. Yeah, we had them do um, uh, punt return catches. Uh, it was it was a really good time to you know see uh, all the coaches catch the ball. You know, flex their athletic ability. Um, and then, you know, if they didn't catch it, then their, the, their position group had gashers. So it was just a fun competition to just keep things, you know, lively around practice. How is the vibe in terms of – I know I was talking with, uh, with Tristan Hodge the other day, and, and he brought up what you brought up in terms of things being mixed up and it kind of breaks up the monotony. He says it's also kind of helped with the camaraderie as well. There have been less altercations and things like that. What's the vibe between you guys as teammates right now? It seems pretty good. Yeah, so um, – as far as, you know, just coming together and just being a family, we really focused on in the meetings. Uh, everybody goes up in front of everybody and tells uh, their hardship, their um, highlight of their life, and the hero of their life. So um, 
just doing that and just knowing the player across from me, whether it be defense or offense, uh, you know, it just turns this into a whole family thing. So I really feel like that's kind of like uh, suppressed all the fighting and stuff like that, but also makes you play harder for the man next to you. So, yeah, it's been great, like, getting to know a lot of the players on the team. I got to ask you, what's the highlight of your life then so far? Uh, the highlight is definitely graduating college. Definitely graduating college. I mean, uh, it, was, it was a long four years, and I'm just glad I made it out on the other side with a degree. Where would beating Utah in game one rank in the highlights of your life? Uh, it would be pretty huge. Top five for sure. It would be big time. Yeah. There's a lot of excitement about this rushing attack with you and Lopini, you know, and Tyson and others, obviously. It's kind of a deep group now with, with you guys coming in as the transfers. How has, how has the, the rushing attack progressed from the beginning of camp? Uh, it's just progressed in in the fact that like you know we have more experience you know uh, some more guys that played a lot more football, um, so it's progressed that now the younger guys are starting to you know learn faster because you know when coach is coaching uh, you know Penny we're over here coaching you know uh, Sione or uh, Tyler, so um, I feel like all the whole running back group is progressing like uh, as a whole together and it's just been great. What his what is possible, do you think, for this rushing attack this year? The offensive line, you know, everybody comes back, and that was a, a position of strength for BYU last year, and it looks to be even more impressive this season. With that line in front of you and the talent you guys have in the backfield, what do you think is possible on the ground this year? Oh, yeah, I, I think uh, anything's possible. You know, um, we're going to go out there, we're going to execute uh, the plays that the coaches drop for us, and I think it's going to be amazing this year. When you look at between now and the start uh, of the season, so week one on the 29th against Utah, where do you feel you need to make the biggest improvement and where do you think the offense needs to make the biggest improvement? Um, I feel like I need to uh, make the biggest improvement and just keep uh, drilling and focusing on the little details that we have, like the little intricacies that we have in our um, in our run plays, you know, um, and uh, look at the bigger picture and also the passing concepts. Uh, that's just something for me. Um, and then uh, the offense as a whole, um, just playing fast, playing as fast as we can and just um, eliminating pre-snap penalties and um, just continue to get better every day. What do you, what have you seen from the quarterbacks? I, with, with Zach, you know, being the starter and, and Jaron, you know, very close behind, everybody's excited about the opportunities coming out of that position. What do you see from that? I see a great group, you know, uh, with Zach just being a stud, being the guy that's uh, just been running everything here. And then uh, Jaron being a very versatile guy and uh, just being willing to come in here, work, and compete every day. So I, I just see, like, a, a, a really great uh, group, and I'm excited to work with them. Everybody calls Jaron uh, the uh, Russell Wilson. Now, he's a Seahawks fan, too, which mm-hmm. probably adds to that. But he's got a little Russell Wilson there, right? Yeah, I see it a lot. The height, you know, the hair, the look, <laughs> everything. Yeah, I see it. So what uh, – when you're not – here at uh, on campus and practicing and looking at film what have you been doing just to kind of relax and get away from football or are you not the guy that wants to get away you want to kind of consume it yeah you know I've just been really locked in lately with fall camp when I'm not playing football I'm at home sleeping or just drinking water or something you know I don't really do anything too exciting outside of football right now it's just laser focus drinking water is very important I do want to ask you because you're coming from Houston Mm -hmm. Anybody that's been to Houston knows how humid it is, especially this time of year. So you've been through a fall camp in that humidity. What's worse? Is it getting used to the altitude here or dealing with the humidity in Houston? 
Uh, definitely dealing with the humidity because it's there to smack you in your face every day, no matter what. But um, here you could get used to the elevation and it could become part of your daily routine. You know, and uh, it, after a couple weeks, it's not really a factor. But in Houston, I mean, you could kind of get used to the humidity, like the feeling of it, but it's always going to smack you in the face uh, all the time. So um, definitely humidity. Last thing before I let you go, thing you're most excited about to begin the year? The thing I'm most excited about is just uh, turning over a new leaf and starting a new chapter with with my new family here. You know, I've gotten to know a lot of the guys on the team, and I'm just ready to go out there and ball out with them. Manuel, great stuff. People are excited to see you run here with the Cougars. Thanks. Yes, sir. Thank you. Emmanuel Supa, one-on-one with Jason Shepard, BYU Sports Nation All Access. Coming up, who gets a rise and shout-up? And which former BYU football player put his gridiron skills to the test as a cop? This is BYU Sports Nation. Shout-out to today's guest, Emmanuel Supa and former BYU linebacker David Nixon. Goes on demand via the podcast and the BYU TV and BYU Radio app. Of note, BYU basketball plays game number one of the Italy Tour in Florence today at 2.30 Eastern against BC Salute from Lithuania. Good luck to the guys. Now for today's Rise and Shout-outs. Jeremy, I'm giving it to a guy who is now working hard as a cop. Mm-hmm. Johnny Linehan tweeted, That's my long snapper in reference to Matt Foley who texted to Johnny, had to chase and tackle someone at work last night. Just want the record to show that despite what my football career showed, I can, in fact, run and tackle people. Very nice. <laughs> How about that? He's a motivational speaker. Well done, well done Matt Foley. Part of the fuzz. Tackle nice. the bad guys. Then goes Taysom Hill. Uh, just fantastic uh, preseason game, right? Hopefully this leads to more opportunities. Hopefully someone gives him a chance to play quarterback at some point in the future. I hope it's with New Orleans. I really do. Yeah, we'll see how long Drew, Drew Brees can go, right? He's still a... Top-end quarterback in the league. I mean, how old was Steve Young when he finally got his real shot with the 49ers? It had to be close to Taysom Hill's age. So, I mean, he had the exercise. He had started with the Express and the Bucks a bit. Yeah. Our question of the day. Will BYU be ranked at any time in the AP poll? If so, when? Our lead voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort. David Richner on Facebook says, Frankly, Utah gets in the playoffs with one loss to BYU and a Pac-12 title, so be a good neighbor and lose to BYU. Means more to BYU than Utah. They're not going to yield that easily. Let's go. <laughs> Sorry to Dennis Pitt. I ran out of time. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUSN when you want to converse with us. For Jeremiah I'm Spencer, shout-out to another former number 10, Matt Allen. See you tonight for post-practice coverage on BYU TV Sports Facebook page at 8.15 Eastern. Go Cougs.